0: Welcome back to our lives! Oh of course we're gonna start schön yun
1: Foolish Welcome back to another Foolish Wonders podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Today, I'm actually not quite sure about what we're talking about, so take it away, Kendra.
0: Yay! Yeah, this is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know what we're talking about either yet. Um, (laughs) I feel like I feel like I've been doing this like big long like thesis thing, but I haven't come up with this thesis. I'm doing all this research, but I don't know what it's going to yet. Okay, (laughs) I'll basically just start at the beginning, and we'll see what happens. Okay, see where the story goes. Yes. So. So this is how it started. So it's been circulating on the internet for over the past few months that actor Austin Butler, he played Elvis in the biopic movie entitled oh, Elvis. So, you know, creative there, mm-hmm. but he's still doing his Elvis voice. So like his Elvis impersonation. Oh, really? Just like every yep. day? That's what he does? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the movie wrapped in March of 2021 and it's 2023. So that's, that's he's still doing it. So why is um, Austin Butler still doing the voice? Um, so his new baritone Southern drawl has been receiving a lot of attention from the media and fans, um, probably because he's from Anaheim, California, not Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a little farther away. A little different yeah. accent. different zip codes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's become such a big thing on the internet that Austin Butler even had to address it in his Saturday Night Live opening monologue. Oh no. <laughs> and so he still people... had this accent during SNL? Yes, and, and it like, was very oh. recently. He still had okay. it at the Golden Globes when he won for Best Actor. He still had it, and he still had to address when people asked him about it. So, oh my. Okay. Yeah, so this has become a popular thing on TikTok. Again, I'm not on TikTok, so if I hear about that this is popular on TikTok, it's uh-huh. going around. Okay, because I don't think I've seen this, but I'm yeah. shocked knowing you. You know, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: Free <laughs> Free all ...was it. touching me and like trying to figure out the right yeah. thing, yeah. and yeah. It, we just came up with a simple little thing. So it was like, yeah.
1: Carrie Diaries. I'm really excited. It's it's been a great experience so far, and we have a lot to go. Now. Hello, GQ. I'm Austin Butler, and here are my essentials. Austin,
0: oh, oh, we just yeah. need you know, a lot of dressers.
1: I also didn't want my voice to feel that I was transitioning from my voice to his voice. So I, I, I tried to live in that as much as I could. It's such a joy to get to do that.
0: What do you think? So that was, so that's my evidence so far. That was pre and then now. Mm-hmm. So he's been saying for like an excuse, like not an excuse, but sort of like an explanation that his voice has gotten deeper as he's gotten older. But if that's kind of really only a thing if you're like a like a prepubescent boy, <laughs> I think, and then you yeah. know your voice gets deeper. So now he's thirty one, and those videos he was in like his mid twenties. So the pre Elvis, he was in his mid to late twenties, so and then he's, now he's way too old for that. Unless like something hormonal changed. Um, like, no, not at all. We're going to get to what happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I've got some, I've got more. I got, I have a re- lot of receipts today. So, Ooh. here we go. Hey, how are you? Hi. So, you've mastered the voice so well, and I feel like every time I look at you, I'm hearing all this. Still? <laughs> you, you can tell you guys are catching
1: yourself constantly, you know, that is your voice now. Yeah, I don't even think about it. I, I uh, you, you know, I don't think I sound like him still. But I, I guess I must because I hear it a lot um, I think you know I often liken it to when somebody lives in another country for a long time and I, I had three years where that was my only focus in life so I'm sure that there's just pieces of my DNA that will always be linked in that way part of me just thinks too because he is an actor right yep part of me just thinks because Elvis is so he's so ingrained into, still in pop culture and modern culture mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like a thing he wants to do he wanted to keep that part to still like have the tie to elvis and keep his like image
0: going like because elvis is like sort of the epitome of like cool right (laughs) yeah he's like Like that yep yeah smart katrina i was thinking the same thing okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so moving on so why are we talking about this right like so for well for one thing i find it interesting and it's my podcast so well it's our podcast yes (laughs) it's our podcast yeah But um, I also think there's something that has to be looked at when a guy who's from the same neighborhood as Disneyland is pushed and, like, transforms himself into sounding like a Vegas Elvis impersonator. And now is stuck like this until maybe his next role, where he's, like, a British person. British.
1: It'd be (laughs) interesting to switch to go from Elvis to British.
0: I know. So now I'm thinking that that might happen. Yeah? I think it's, like, three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He might become British. hmm Yeah. He might get, like, a Minnesota accent or something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, that's not something that we wish upon our, our worst enemies. Well, it's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barb. It's pretty bad. Oh, Bob. <laughs> oh, Barb. It's pretty <laughs> bad there. Oh, no. Who's Barb? I don't know. I feel like Barb is such, like a, like, a Minnesota name. I just use it. I do the accent. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I don't even know a Barb.
1: <laughs> it's a pretty common Minnesotan name, but I don't know a Barb.
0: Well, that's an old lady's, that's like a bo- like Barb is like a middle-aged woman, I don't know any of that, yeah. you know. I'm not there yet. Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. 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 Okay, back to the, the Elvis guy. Okay, so I didn't think much more of it until um, Butler sat opposite Class Onion, a Knives Out mystery star, Janelle Monet, in Variety's Actors on Actors. So, Actors on Actors is just a um, like, YouTube video series where actors interview actors about their roles. Oh. Um, good. you might have also heard, like, some- you might also know, like, Actors on Actors from Variety's thing because, um, it was in the news, again, a few months ago when Jennifer Lawrence was talking to Viola Davis, and then she said the whole thing where she's like, kind of said that she was the first- um, action star that was a female, and then it sort of what? pulled up from there. Uh, I don't think that's correct, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not correct at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She said she misspoke, but you know, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so during Actors on Actors, Austin Butler said, quote, So during Elvis, I didn't see my family for about three years. That's so that's insane. because. Yeah. Yeah, so that's because an extreme bout of method acting so that brings us to when method acting went too far yeah. so now it's the title sequence music <laughs> that's not the title sequence music but okay okay back to method acting so we're going to start sort of at the beginning and just dip our toes into it So, modern method acting is a system developed in the Soviet Union, or Russia. So, quote, the system made, created by Konstantin Stanislavsky. He was a Russian theater practitioner in the early 1900s who famously said, remember, there are no small parts, only small actors. I've heard that a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And Stanislavski did not use the term method acting, but his ideas about acting have since been developed into what is now commonly known as method acting. We'll get into that after this slide. Um, He encouraged (laughs) actors to create naturalistic performances, which gave a noticeably contrast to the traditionally more theatrical and heightened style of that era. So basically, a good performance needs a little bit of realism and is impossible to do if you're going 100% off a script or being controlled by a director. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Yep. So that is basically his whole thing. And now we move on to the system comes to America. So in the 1930s, a group of theater practitioners, including Stella Adler and Lee Strausberg, who are two very famous people, Um, They they further developed Stanislavski's ideas further and they renamed it or redubbed it The Method. And The Method uses emotional recall and encourages the actor to live and breathe as the character. So Stanislavski believed that they needed to use personal experiences in order to imagine how their characters are feeling and then they would use their own memories and relate these emotions to their portrayal of the character. But Strausberg went on to co-found the group theater and later ran the actor studio in New York City. And he wanted them to push it even further than that. So, like, basically, like, Stadislavski stuff is sort of like, I, I don't know, um, like, like an amateur rock climber. Like, you just go to the, like, the place, you know, you try it okay. a little bit and you might yeah. use some chalk and you might go up the wall, like, a few times, right? Mm-hmm. and then strausberg and adler's mm-hmm. method is like you're going to free climb up a skyscraper in oh, like abu dhabi okay so that's like sort intense. of the difference intense. yeah okay so so yeah so strausberg um, did the actor studio in new york city and many celebrated actors studied method acting there Like Marlon Brando, Robert De Niro, Bradley Cooper, Faye Dunaway, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. But Brando and James Dean brought the method into mainstream. So Marlon Brando in like A Streetcar Named Desire sort of is bringing method acting to mainstream and getting it more popularized. And then other actors are going, oh, wow. You know, we should try this too. <laughs> Makes she you a better see, actor. Yeah, puts you into the spot more. Yeah. Yep. So that brings us to the list. The list. So everyone's seen this list at the bottom of some random web page, along with top ten secret weight loss tips. <laughs> and remember this child actor? You won't believe where they are now. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about? I, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is just a list of when method acting went too far so tom hanks gained 50 pounds to play chuck before the plane crash then lost 55 pounds to play chuck on the island um during filming hanks developed a staph infection from a cut on his leg this infection could have been fatal considering his lack of hygiene he quit um showering (laughs) Um, and then for funny. his role in The Green Mile, Hank stayed in character as prison guard Paul Edgecombe. And that freaked out the book's author, Stephen King. Ooh. Like, he didn't... He was just the prison guard the whole time and was, like, yelling and stuff
1: like that. Wow. That'd be scary to be around these actors, like, when they're a Method. Like, that's...
0: Oh, creepy. Katrina, it's gonna get worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess the one... It's okay if I put in one that I've heard of before. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, ahead. so there's one... Um, so robert downey jr when he played sherlock holmes apparently he got so involved with that character that when he came home his wife was like you can't like you can't be him when you're around me because he was an assholder
0: oh (laughs) he was just like
1: sherlock holmes the whole time yeah like he got into it hard (laughs) oh my goodness which is not like the worst character to be but like you can tell where it'd be annoying. Didn't, and
0: I don't like, know. Sherlock Holmes got slapped a bunch in that movie. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> yep, also rode so. a tiny horse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so since Ray Charles was blind, Jamie Foxx agreed to glue his eyelids shut. He even no. wore prosthetic eyelids modeled after Ray Charles for over 14 hours a day during filming. And then Jamie Foxx also played all the piano parts in the movie Ray and initially freaked out at the experience, and he even had panic attacks. So, when his eyelids were sh- glued shut, yeah, he had a lot of panic attacks. I
1: don't think I could glue my eyelids shut. Like, no. Not even for a couple million. No. Oh, yeah.
0: He won an Oscar for this, so. Oh, good
1: for him. <laughs>
0: maybe <it's>, maybe <laughs> it was worth it. it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so this one, I got, this next one's about Nicolas Cage. So, mm-hmm. for a movie, Nick Cage kept his head bandaged for five continuous weeks and got his two front teeth pulled out without, with, without like, anesthesia. No. Why? No. Because this no. was done to better understand the pain that soldiers in Vietnam experienced. No. That was for his I... role.
1: No. Because then, too, like, my brain goes, so what do you do with those teeth? You have to get false ones now. Like, you just lost... I've had nightmares of, like, volunteering. Your teeth falling limbs. out? Yes, well, that. Also, like, waking up and, like, I have robotic limbs. And like, why did I do this? Why did I say I would exchange my limbs for robotic parts? Now I can't ever get it back. I've had nightmares about this, so no, <laughs> I could never do this for a oh, movie. Oh no,
0: I feel like all our listeners are gonna get nightmares about
1: this now too. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a contagion.
0: <laughs> oh god, no. Okay, this okay. This next one, I could we could do a whole podcast on this, but a documentary has already been made about it. So I just encourage everyone to go watch the documentary. It's really interesting. So Jim Carrey completely lost himself while portraying comedian Andy Kaufman. And you can watch and learn all about it in the Netflix documentary, Jim and Andy. So it's like, oh, what? You like Jim Carrey? I like him. Yeah, he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is, yeah. So basically, there's like over a hundred hours of behind the scenes stuff that they kind of go through, comb through and they've created this documentary showing Jim Carrey's like transformation into Andy Kaufman and how it freaked out his co-stars and stuff like that. Ooh. And Danny DeVito's in it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Ashton Kutcher spent many hours researching Steve Jobs' life and even landed himself in the hospital after trying to mimic Jobs' eating habit, which he like he was on that fruit diet, right? Fruit diet?
1: Yeah, What's so Steve diet?
0: Jobs was on a fruit diet where he only ate fruit. Okay. It's like so like no Ashton, Yeah, no protein. So Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher did that too. And according to his wife, Mila Kunis, he only ate grapes at one point and we ended up at the hospital twice with, pancre- with pancreatitis. Yikes. Yeah. Twice. Wow like once is enough i feel mm-hmm. like wow okay now kate winslet <laughs> so after portray so after portraying a nazi concentration camp guard for the 2008 film the reader kate winslet admitted that it took her months to recover from the role quote it's like I've es- i've escaped from a serious car accident and need to understand what has just happened that's what she said about her whole experience filming oh man that would be a horror that'd be a like horrific role to play yeah like, really uh-huh. icky nasty like even watching those movies oh yeah.
1: extremely evil uh-huh. but, like i remember watching one of those i think it was the boy in striped right pajamas oh i knew you were like, gonna Whoa. say it i was
0: like don't you say that i hate There's that that movie, movie.
1: It's so Ew. sad
0: so sad yeah. Makes so me i had to watch
1: a couple Ugh. of them in school and I just, I can't even look at pictures. It makes me so, like, actually feel sick.
0: It's yeah, like, not, yeah, just it, nauseous. It, yeah. yeah. hmm Okay, this next one, this is crazy. I did not know Robert De Niro went this hard in the paint. Okay. So, Robert De Niro studied directly under both Stella Adler and Lee Strasberg. So, remember mm-hmm. those two guys? Or, mm-hmm. one's a chick, one's a dude. But, remember <laughs> those two guys? At the beginning, that started that sort of modernized the system into the method, created modern method acting. Yeah, so he studied under them. So, they so um. So for *Raging Bull*, De Niro sat at the feet of Jake LaMotta, who was the Italian middleweight boxer he portrayed. Um, De Niro even participated in three fights in the ring himself, in addition to gaining fifty pounds on. And he was, like, a skinny guy, so he gained 50 pounds. Wow. Um, In preparation for Taxi Driver, De Niro went out and worked 12-hour shifts as a real New York cabbie. That makes sense to
1: me, I guess. Like, at least a couple hours, you know, go out and experience it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, The actor also, let's see, for, like, his character in Cape Fear, he paid a dentist to grind down his teeth. For his role as, like, the... He played, like, a stalker. Like, a psychopath stalker. So, yeah.
1: I I don't... See, that was something, like, even if I was an actor, I I don't think I could ever do, like, the body modification stuff.
0: Mm. Like, that to me... Because you can't ever get that back.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he just has caps over them now or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, who else? So, like, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I don't have him in the list, but he's famous for losing weight gaining weight losing weight that's gaining great. weight that's maybe
1: who i'm thinking of because there's like someone that like, gained 50 pounds and lost it like not long after t- for like different roles and stuff yeah
0: that's probably him um yeah. also Charlize theron she played a serial killer in the movie monster she gained 30 pounds and then like didn't wear makeup and yeah so oh,
1: yeah we also, do go too could you imagine getting into a cab and having robert de niro as your taxi driver if you know who he is yeah true yeah except yeah if you know who he is yeah and if he like looked like himself maybe he had a disguise or something
0: Mm-hmm. maybe be cool it'd be a cool story so moving on we this is a big list <laughs> i didn't even add like everybody in it <laughs> um so gary oldman he's a highly praised actor having won an oscar for his portrayal of winston churchill in The Darkest Hour, and one of his secret tricks for tapping into emotionally difficult scenes is something he calls a pain bag, which includes images of his absent father, mm-hmm. photos from his first marriage and son, yeah, so... It's like stuff to really, really mess you up psychologically. Yeah, he's, it's called a pain bag. <laughs>
1: uh, see, here I was just thinking of like a like a sock of quarters, and you're just gonna Laughing laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Smack himself in the face <laughs> to make him cry? Yeah. Too easy. To Not method
1: enough. Oh, dang it. No, you gotta go grind down your teeth.
0: <sighs> you gotta look at a photo of your absent father and make you cry. Jeez. So, okay. Also, in preparing for the role of Winston Churchill, um, Gary Oldman smoked $30,000 worth of cigars. I should note that the cigars were Winston Churchill's favorite cigar and he developed stomach issues and he like got nicotine poison. Yeah. Like that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got an Oscar though.
1: It was worth it. Is it Is it worth <laughs> it? It's just like ruined your stomach for
0: being big bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) The pain bag. The pain bag. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Okay, so more (laughs) ladies to the party. So for Darren, I can never say his last name. I am sorry. He's a good... Arunfah. Arunfah. Oh, my lord. I've seen (laughs) most of his movies. I should know. I even watched that stupid one named Mother, and it was the worst movie I've ever seen. Mother, I haven't seen that one. You would hate it. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't say it. I'm so Aronfalsky. sorry. I won't be able to say it. Aronfalsky. Aronfalsky. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. He's skinny, he's got a little beard and some glasses. He well, looks like, like John every- L- <laughs> he looks like John Lennon with no with like no with, you know, shaved. Shaved. Shaved John Lennon. Okay. Yeah. Balding mm-hmm. John Lennon. but I'm so sorry Darren Aroskoski Darren A Darren A thank you (laughs) why we didn't think about this 30 seconds ago I don't know anyway for for Darren A's movie Black Swan um, Natalie Portman trained up to 16 hours a day in ballet and lost 22 pounds did she smoke cigarettes do you know? I don't know if she did or not uh-huh. but during the movie she smoked him a lot and oh, we yeah. also know that ballerinas stay skinny by smoking oh yeah it, like on their nerves yeah makes them not yeah. hungry yeah yeah she also Natalie portman also ended up marrying um one of the like the ballet dance choreographers oh really okay yeah so that was kind of interesting too it was like oh I guess if you spend that much time with him Exactly, yeah. That's yeah.
1: why like some of the like um, relationships that come out of movies and stuff don't surprise me because you're with them for like how many months or years and you're like, yeah, I don't know.
0: And like, you know, if the care if there's like an emotional scene, you know. hmm Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, you have your, you know? yeah. <laughs> your pain bag on set. Yeah. Your pain bag Oh man. Okay. So moving on. So Val Kilmer's portrayal of Jim Morrison in the movie The Doors is like pretty crazy to begin with the actor learned how to play 50 of the lizard kings songs and lived for a year as jim morrison dressing in his clothes and embodying the singer's like movements like his stage movements and presence and stuff interesting okay and at, it like he went so far that after listening to recordings from the movies members of- actual members of The Doors were unable to tell the difference between Kilmer's performance and Morrison's. That's impressive. Yeah. It's so- it's so impressive. But after production, Kilmer had to go into therapy to get (laughs) out of
1: character. Yeah, I suppose you're a year as somebody else and you forget who you are.
0: Yeah, and you go that- that hard in the paint. Yeah. That hard, yeah. Okay, so this one is a little bit more hard in the paint. Uh So... (laughs) This is like the lead paint. Yeah, this is the lead paint. Um, So there are many legends surrounding Heath Ledger's um, role as the Joker in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. considering the Australian actor died directly after filming. But in separating fact from fiction, it's clear that Ledger did take the role very seriously because he locked himself away in his London hotel like apartment for like a month. And he was, did, like, scribblings and drawings and daily, like, diary journal entries as the Joker. So just became, like, a recluse and... Yeah.
1: Like, oh, man. Yeah. So, is it okay if I ask how he died
0: then, Heath Ledger? I gotta look it up, if it's a drug overdose or not. I always think of a Heath bar whenever... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's offensive or not, I don't care, <laughs> but I think of a Heath bar. Okay, here we go. It says that... Ledger died. Quote as a result of acute intoxication by the com- by the combined effects of oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, whatever that diazepan. Di- oh my lord, I- I'm a bad drug dealer person. That's just fine. You don't have to be <laughs> diazepan. Like five other drugs listed. Oh wow, like a lot. Was so this like something They're- that? He used to like get into character weirdly, or he died after the filming oh, of this movie. Okay, so yeah. there has been like, you, we don't know obviously, yeah. but there has been things that he went too dark, got you know, too into it, yeah. couldn't escape. Joker is a pretty messed up dude, so I yeah, his it's... whole thing's on chaos and yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, more into the hard lead paints. This oh, one. No. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio for his role for The Revenant ate raw bison liver and also like na- like t- like took a nap inside of like a carcass like an animal carcass for the movie. <laughs> Why?
1: Because he, <laughs> he, like, he won an Oscar. Oscar he
0: won- so like the remember the joke was that he had never won an Oscar but he was like nominated yeah. and stuff. And so The cool. Revenant was where he was like, I'm gonna eat a bison liver and run around in the like wilderness and i'm gonna crawl in this animal carcass and i'm gonna fight tom hardy and i'm gonna get mauled by this bear but okay okay the last one was fake like he didn't actually get mauled by a bear he did get mauled by probably like a bunch of cgi people and like you know green little onesies (laughs) but (laughs) yeah he didn't get mauled by a real bear. He won an Oscar for that. Um, also, like another one. So for the movie Django Unchained, he his character was in an argument and he like slammed his hand on the table. He cut his hand open with gla- with a like, glass oh. that he oh. broke. And then he was bleeding. He kept going during the scene, and then he wiped his blood on the actress Carrie Washington's face. No, so no, if you no. watch that movie and just look up that scene, she looks like super, like, su- like surprised and like taken aback and shocked and everything. That's all real. Oh my gosh, she didn't acting too because that, that's blood. You and he look- gets around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying anything, but he gets around
1: a lot. That's one thing that like I, I like blood doesn't freak me out in itself, but when you like touch somebody else when you're bleeding, like that freaks me out. Because you
0: don't know like, All over her face. Yeah. No, like don't mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so this this next person is like the king daddy of okay. method acting. <laughs> okay? Okay. okay. And it is Daniel Day-Lewis. So, if you know Daniel Day-Lewis, probably from Lincoln. He played President Lincoln, maybe. Yep, yep, yep. So, here we go. So, he caught pneumonia on the set of Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York. um, Between takes, because his character Bill the Butcher wouldn't have worn an insulated coat in the 19th century. So... For, okay. Also for that movie, his character was Bill the Butcher. Butcher. So he went all the way to like Argentina or like Chile or something and like learned how to be a butcher. kind oh, of Like an cool artisan with- butcher person for a few months. Would be cool. I'd do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd do that just for a vacation. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna learn about relaxing on a beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do something fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the cru- the movie *The Crucible*, he refused to bathe. No. Um, he also, I also read like he built like a log cabin to prepare so cool. for this role for some reason. Oh, okay. that's yeah, impressive. Okay. Um, let's see. So he's he um spent nights locked in solitary confinement while shooting in the name of the father. Okay. Um, He learned to hunt and skin wild animals, build wooden canoes using traditional Native American methods, and fire and load rifles while running in Last of the Mohicans. That's pretty cool. Um, He never broke character while playing Christy Brown in the movie My Left Foot. He spent eight weeks at Cerebral Palsy Clinic in Dublin researching the role and remained in a wheelchair throughout the shooting process. Demanding to be fed by members of the crew off camera while on set. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, okay. fun other fun one. Um, he so for Lincoln, he would like text people in like sort of like how Lincoln's voice <laughs> was. Does that make sense? So like, how, like, like his mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, and then he so like Steven Spielberg would get a text from him. From like Lincoln, and then it would be like <laughs> yours, a Abraham. Yeah, Abraham, Abraham. <laughs> so okay. I should note that Daniel Day Lewis has won like three Oscars, so it works for him going that hard in the paint. Probably so for Arabia. so since we're I'm ha- since I had him, who's like the Mac Daddy of method de- like method acting, mm-hmm. probably have an instance where it doesn't work at all. Okay. And that would be Jared Leto in, this, in Suicide Squad. Oh no. So Jared Leto oh, no. played the Joker and it did not turn out well. He was like the worst Joker ever. It was what so he- bad but he stayed in character the entire time. He played pranks on his cast members and he sent Margot Robbie a live rat no. and Will Smith like an envelope full of bullets and like other weird stuff like yeah, um, so it doesn't always
1: work. See, I feel like that's not really Jokerish. That's like Jared Leto in playing Joker, not like Joker doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he demanded to be called Mister J on set no. like the whole time. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. So method acting doesn't always work. Oh man. Um. Oh, other fun ones. Um, before we get to like the closing one um, Mm -hmm. so Shia LaBeouf for the movie Fury he refused to bathe he pulled a tooth um, for the movie was it like Lawless or something he was drunk the entire time because it was about like moonshine people like um, alcohol smugglers he just drank moonshine and was like drunk like just wasted the whole time did he not get like alcohol poisoning or something at some point I don't know.
1: Cause that's, moonshine's not something to mess with. Anyway. No. Oh,
0: goodness. Okay, I don't know so. how long
1: he was hungover for after he was done filming. It's like, he, okay, still okay, he still
0: is. He still is. So, to put a hat on a hat. So, for Kramer versus Kramer, um, it details the messy divorce between Dustin Hoffman's character and Meryl Streep's and their resulting parenting methods. So, to make their on-screen arguments appear more realistic, um, Dustin Hoffman slapped Streep across the cheek and would throw many insults her way, sometimes even involving her dead boyfriend. um, uh, (laughs) Yeah, Um, And during shooting for Marathon Man, Hoffman had a scene where his character had to be awake for three nights in a row. And so what did he do? Yeah, he didn't sleep for like 72 hours. And when his co-star Sir Lawrence Olivier asked how he prepared, Hoffman admitted that he himself hadn't slept for 72 hours. Um, my dear boy, Olivier retorted, why don't you just try acting?
1: See, I had a friend in college that stayed (laughs) awake for like over 72 hours. He couldn't remember things that someone said to him like two minutes before. He was messed up.
0: It does a lot of damage to
1: your brain. Like, a lot. It does. Not sleeping for, like, 24 hours, I think, does. Yep. And we both did a lot of 24 hours. <laughs> yep. Like, all-nighters. This is so. why I'm the
0: way I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Go to sleep, children.
0: Go to sleep. <laughs> okay, and that brings us to Austin Butler. So, again, during, quote, during Elvis, I didn't see my family for about three years, Butler said. And I was preparing with Baz, that's the director, and then I went to Australia. I had months where I wouldn't talk to anybody. And when I did, the only thing I was ever thinking about was Elvis. I was speaking in his voice the whole time. So after refusing to be flown back to LA from Australia when COVID-19 protocols hindered the film's production, Austin Butler turned his apartment into a detective scene as he conducted as much research as possible about the real-life Elvis we had like pictures and stuff all over the, the apartment <laughs> just to copy elvis just to like have him around i don't know i think I feel- it's just cut it's like he's saying he's doing research but it just kind of sounds like he's like an obsessed like 14 year old girl like a super fan yeah sounds
1: like yeah in that range yeah because i feel like if you wanted i understand like talking in his accent just so you can get it down and like you don't lose it, because that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. But having pictures... I guess having pictures makes sense, but in, like... I don't know. I feel like having more of, like, his furniture style in your apartment would make more sense to me than just having pictures of Elvis. Like, making your, like, at least a room in your house kind of, like, what Elvis would live in. hmm That makes more sense, because then you're, like, in his realm, compared to just staring at a photo.
0: <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> oh, my love. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what you said up with, like... So what, instead said, like, um, like speaking like Elvis, like just like talking like that, that kind of reminded me of another actor, not a movie actor, but TV actor. Um, his name is Charlie Hunham or something. I don't know. It's, it's like British. Okay. But he played, he was the main character in the TV show Sons of Anarchy, which oh, okay. takes place in California. Mm-hmm. So he worked with a voice coach to get like, to have an American, get the American accent down. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like the California one or whatever, sure. And he completely like lost his British accent. Oh. So when he had a movie for with Guy Ritchie, where he had to play a British person, he had to go back to another voice act like coach (laughs) and get his his um accent back. Mm -hmm. Oh, isn't that weird? (laughs) That's really sad. So that's kind of what happened to Austin Butler. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I does that make sense. Yep. So that brings us, so we're going to dive a little bit more into that um, with Eric Singer. He spoke to, that's the actor's, um, that's Austin Butler's voice coach. Oh, okay. So yeah, he spoke with BuzzFeed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to talk about the actor and his lasting accent. So this is the quote from Eric Singer. So, Austin is a deeply gifted actor who approached the challenge of a lifetime in the smartest way possible. Quote, Austin is a deeply gifted actor who approached the challenge of a lifetime in the smartest possible way over the course of uh, 10 months we worked intensively together on it. With regard to Elvis's voice and accent, he did everything the right way a deep, deep dive into the specifics and mechanics followed by a nice long period of time integrating it and letting it sink in deeper and deeper the final piece of course is letting it go only possible because of the dedicated commitment to laying a detailed foundation so that you can truly let go and be free within the shape you have created huh
1: (laughs) i love how you read it you're just like I did understand a word that I just said. It
0: just felt like it was just like the go around, you know? It did. Yeah. It felt like it was just like a PR piece. It probably was, but yeah. Yeah. Were you You kind of,
1: yeah. You just get super intense in it. You slowly build up the different mechanics and the, like everything to have that accent and the vocal, um, what's the word?
0: Yeah. Vocal mechanics. Yeah. It was just like a compliment sandwich. (laughs) Your favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. It was just like he's a deeply gifted actor. He's equivalent to Gandhi, and then it went into like how he, they did it, it's like yeah. just a deep dive of like ripping out your old voice, putting in this new one, and then it goes into like, and now that you've gone on this deep, dark emotional journey together, you two don't want to be apart. You know, <laughs> <laughs> two meaning Austin Butler and then Elvis's, you know, fake voice. voice. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was basically what it was. Okay. oh I did think of one of their um actor method- I don't know if it's like method acting or if it's just like an experience that he did um but Tom Holland to get ready for the Spider-Man role, he actually went to sc- he attended school in the US just to kind of understand our like how like our schools work and school systems work. So he
0: like attended school for like I think a couple months. I'd say that's method acting, but you know mm-hmm. We've gone through all these crazy-ass examples. I don't yep. even know what method acting is anymore.
1: Yeah, this is just like a deep
0: dive. I feel like experience and method
1: acting are kind of slightly different. Like, they're the same, but different. I
0: don't know anymore. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if that Stanislavski knows. Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna leave you with this one thing, this last little bit. This quote from Michael Billington perfectly sums up the worth of method acting. Stanislavski provided a route map for exploring what he called the conscious road to the gates of the unconscious, which is the foundation of modern theater. And it is a map that no actor even today can afford to ignore. So, I mean, there might be a method there might, you know, there might be a method to maybe a little madness.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I understand getting the, the experience of like, if you're supposed to be portraying like a ballerina or like, a pilot or something like that, like, trying to get as much experience as you can, that makes sense to me. But I'm never going, I shouldn't say never, but I'm not, in my current mental state, I'm not going to grind down my teeth or pull teeth or, <laughs> you know, not
0: bathe for it's, months. So you know, <laughs> that part is so weird because, like, if you've seen the movie, excuse me, Cape Fear, like, that is such a little teeny tiny little detail yeah, that he it, took from that character.
1: And now it's, like, in your physical like yeah. life forever because sense
0: yeah because if he really wanted to go full method he would have like stayed he would have gone to prison stayed <laughs> there for how many years and then covered his body in like revenge tattoos and done like push-ups and stuff like constantly but no yeah. he just to like shave down his teeth <laughs> no 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 super weird I don't get it glad I'm not an actor. Anyway, sources. If you want to learn more about this, there's a lot. I thought it was kind of interesting. If you want to learn more about was it like the Moscow School of Theater, a theater school or something. That's kind of interesting. Like they go hard in the paint for acting. It's like one of the best schools in the world to learn acting from. Um but yeah, if you some sources, um collider.com, Buzzfeed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we <We're>
1: just laugh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, Wikipedia and then cityacademy.com. Nice. Alright, Wanderers, thank you so much for
1: joining us for the Foolish Wanderers podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com
0: And as always, new episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcast from, and if you want to help us out, we would really appreciate it if you would consider leaving us a five-star review. Nice. Yes. Thank you so much, Wanderers, for listening, and we'll
1: see you guys next time.